Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute 57, which begins with Angel approaching the rifle range and saying, this is a rifle range, and ends with Angel telling Danny that Dr. Hatcher is a doctor. Uh, And we have guests uh, returning from yesterday, Grant and Paige from Gilmore Ball Z. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Uh, so yeah, this is, this is, you know, it's so funny. Yesterday I talked about how the, the Spider-Man face paint is the nexus point between our show and my show, Spider-Man Minute. And now this week is the nexus point between Cornetto Minute and Back to the Future Minute because it also features, uh, uh, the main character being very good at a carnival shooting range. That's one involving a gun. One involving a gun. Right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Back to back. Lone gunman. Yeah. <laughs> he is the lone gunman in this minute. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so this, this bit with him n- being hesitant to pick up a gun, uh, there is a lots of stuff that is trimmed about his hesitations oh. with, with weapons, you know, like just in general. Like oh, that's in the, true, that we've oh, already talked about. That we've yeah. already talked about. Um, and so it's... It's interesting how I this this moment hits harder I think for you and I now than than I think it ever has while watching the movie that's, in the past. That's true. It, it it is one of the rare things that you know for time we 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 lost a lot of uh, in, in the screenplay. There's a lot more to be said about the bit of action that Nicholas has already seen, mm-hmm. where he had to, if I'm not mistaken, take a human life. He had, right. to, he had to kill someone. Right. And in the script, <clears throat> there's much more of like the Andy's giving him a hard time for it. Or people asking him about it, and it's much more a point of like, I don't do, I, I don't like using my my gun. I don't, right. like, I don't like shooting someone. That's not what I'm about. Right. It makes the it makes him with a uh, a, a a weapon, a gun, being more of like an unforgiven situation, like a bit more bittersweet. Yeah. Um. It 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 it's definitely coming from that perspective of like, I am really good at a gun with a gun, but I don't ever pick a gun up because the last time I did, I had to literally kill someone i had to take a human life and i hated it and i don't want to do it again uh and so like this ask from danny is actually um pretty inappropriate number one i mean he does point out that it is just an air rifle and so that's what that's what causes uh nicholas to be like all right i'll i'll give it a shot and then he just destroys this carnival game uh, and then there's a moment of him liking it a little too much, I think, you know, uh, maybe not as much as Danny. Danny loves it, but, <laughs> Yay, but my but, boyfriend. Yeah. But there is specifically, there's a bit in the script where it says, um, that, uh, he, uh, let's see. So it says 
Angel uh, grudgingly takes the an air rifle. Danny smiles expectantly. Angel fires, hitting every can dead center with amazing speed. He lowers the rifle, feeling excited and unclean at the same time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's good script writing. Yeah. Um, and it's just like it it it's a it's a bit of the 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 movie that like I get why they cut it like it it makes it a little too real I think um but uh you know having having known about these bits that are cut now that we're going through the movie a minute at a time it does give this scene a little bit of a different air I think yeah it, it, it's sort of a question of like I think the the filmmakers having to decide what they what they wanted their movie to be about and maybe not so much be about and I think enough is placed. It's weird in taking away that aspect of it, the violence, the direct, like the the trauma aspect of it. It makes it more about his belief in solving things like bureaucratically. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes it more about him being like about order as opposed to like bang bang. Yeah, being a badass. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It is. It is interesting. Um, it makes it different, and it makes this moment a little more. Uh, like, oh man, this is so cool, you know? Mm, yeah. As opposed to like, oh shit, this guy's like, this guy's a monster with mm-hmm. a gun, you know? <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting change. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I think it's, well, one thing that's interesting is just like, I think the difference between American violence and British violence mm-hmm. and just, it feels like the gun up like his relationship with a gun that got cut is much more a british relationship to violence mm-hmm. in a way where it's like it's uh it's almost like luther um and instead they had a british relationship to nonviolence, where you know it's it's very much then uh instead of the is he traumatized by violence is he not traumatized by violence it's the difference between Nicholas Angel, who on the on the cover is just this hardcore get it done cop, and then underneath really loves his paperwork, and the contrast between him and the countryside, where it's all on the cover, very nice, and possibly some paperwork, but underneath it's shoot him out violence, um, and I think that that's highlighted better if we're not focusing on the trauma. Yeah, yeah and I wonder if they'd really put a ton of focus on the trauma of picking up a gun if that might have that might have uh made the whole big action romp at the end less fun less fun yeah it might because yeah the the whole the whole third act of the movie of it just turning into a shootout is a lot of fun and it's it's uh you know, it's it's funny and it's it's just it's a blast. But if we knew that suddenly it was, oh, well, he'd sworn he'd never use a gun against a, a human again. And now he's going against that. It would add this weird darkness to it that I don't know. It would have made might have made me a little uncomfortable as a viewer. So it was probably ultimately the right choice to cut it. Yeah. And the movie itself is telling us in those shootout moments, do not take this seriously. You are just supposed no. to turn your brain off and have fun. This is the most fun. This is like. This is like pure escapism, Michael Bayham. Right. Yeah. And we yeah. lose that. I, I think it would out. be weird to put that up against the beginning of the movie having this whole unforgiven um, Logan. Oh, <laughs> which 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 is it? The Bruce Lee one where he is it Fists of Fury, where it was Bruce Lee promised his master he'd never fight again, like that. That's like six of them. I know, but I think yeah, but that whole deal. Right. Um, yeah, it would have been it would have been weird tonally. I think we already got Die Hard for that. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sergeant Al Powell. 
Mm-hmm. Another another great cinema policeman. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very true. Uh, another movie with uh, some cowboying. <laughs> I, I would argue that Carl Winslow better policeman than Al Pal because mm. there's something to be said about just doing your job steadily, then and going home to your family, going home to your family <laughs> and your neighbor Steve who won't get out of your goddamn mm-hmm. house. <laughs> Uh, so first appearance of the cuddly monkey. Yes. Um, and we get a great, uh, another Edgar Wright staple, the, the mission statement line or mm-hmm. the, the, the naming the game. I don't know what you would call it, but you know what I mean? The, okay. The, what is it? Where the, uh, what were the, the, uh, this, uh, when the doctor Hatcher Hatcher is yeah. saying, like describing like, okay, you do this, you shoot all, and then if you shoot all the little people, you get to waltz away with the cuddly monkey. And he's Ugh. basically describing the uh, the mayhem that Nicholas is about to inflict on the village. Yeah, at the end of the movie. <laughs> it's his, oh my God, I just realized the huge gunfight is the movie's grand romantic gesture. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know this is what you want. <laughs> I'll be what you want me to be. Oh man, wow. That's his version of holding the boombox over his head. Yeah, that's his ordering. That's his uh, dancing at the, inviting him to Lakers Stadium. That's incredible. Um, that's his in your eyes I mean, stereo. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more beautiful than asking your partner to take a step with you into the unknown of growing up together and then murdering everyone you've ever known. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and there is something, you know, in, in the realm of this is a romantic comedy that uh, the, the place that Danny seems to be coming from is like, oh, I just I want to see you be good at what you're good at. Right. I just I love seeing I know you're good at shooting and being a badass. And I just I just want to I want to show you off. I want to celebrate that. Yeah. And the fact that it's a little bit of a mistake. I don't know. That, ju- that just seems like something that would happen in like in a fish out of water, like Brendan Fraser romantic comedy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think part of the fantasy of the romantic comedy is it's a partner who really wants to showcase what you're good at. But if that's all it is, then where's the conflict? Right. Mm. Right. Um, I love, I love when he hands the gun back to, uh, Danny, back to Danny. Danny's just like, Oh, <laughs> like, just like, that's the coolest thing he's ever seen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a really great, it's a really great take from Nick Frost. I, I love it. Um, I, but it makes me laugh in this script. Uh, when he hands the 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 gun, the rifle back to Danny, Danny just goes "fuck me," uh, which is <laughs> actually. Can can I pause? It's just like as a heterosexual woman, I'm not attracted to Simon Pegg, uh-huh. and I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with Nicholas Angel. But Nicholas Angel is so sexy when he shoots that gun. <laughs> well, just just that shot of just him sliding his hand over the gun oh no it's not that it's the shooting oh i know it's the shooting but also just like that's a very sensual shot of of in that brief moment the this is a romance movie about nicholas angel and guns of just him slowly picking it up it's it's definitely forbidden love it is a forbidden love for sure it it feels like uh like a like a like a druggie going back to the drug for the first time in a while Mm -hmm. kind of yeah yeah like an adult yeah an indulgence yeah and it's just it's a half degree move that is necessary to taking us from the Nicholas Angel that we see at the beginning of the movie to the Nicholas Angel we see at the end of the movie. Right. It's just that little tale of like, okay, so he can activate. He can switch into 80s bad boys mode. Right. For like half a second you see it. Right. Well, and that's and that's something that we've been getting kind of the whole movie are these hints about who this guy really is. Mm-hmm. So that 
when it all hell breaks loose at the end of this, it is in the realm of possibility for mm-hmm. him. It's not like it's coming out of nowhere, right? Yeah. This is the guy we saw do a flip over a fence earlier, you yeah. know? Um, and he's just, he really is a super cop that can't be stopped. He is just stopping himself from from becoming that. But if he allowed himself to become that, uh, yeah, he would be unstoppable. It's just all boiling under the surface the whole movie because it's sexy. <laughs> it's like a chaotic good version of Taxi Driver. It is. Oh man. And I think we talked we talked yesterday last minute about how this in conjunction with with some of his other roles showcases Nick Frost's range, but I think also like in this the whole movie, but this minute in particular, we really get to see Simon Pegg's range as an actor too because he both before this movie and since it's kind of just this thing where if you're going to put Simon Pegg in a movie, he's going to be like just a bit, a bit of a dweeb, a bit of a dweeb, just kind of a quirky dweeb yeah. kind of guy. Right. And here we can see that like, no, he, he could he could he could be like he can be a badass. Like Nicholas Angel would be able to keep up with Ethan Hunt, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, my, my first thought was that he wouldn't be out of place in a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I, yeah, somebody needs to cast him as a as a not a Nicholas Angel again, but like in that just same realm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. would be cool if he was like another like double O agent in a in a James Bond movie or mm-hmm. something. I think that would be cool. Or a kind of like a Jack Ryan deal where he's you know not an exciting role, but then suddenly he has to shoot everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what Jack Ryan is, right? Kind of. Or Jason I mean, in Bourne. the in the TV show, I think. Yeah, or like yeah. kind of going back to that original Jason Bourne of like you wouldn't expect Matt Damon to be able to kill a guy with a magazine uh, rolled up, right? But he's able to in the first one. In the first one, yeah. that's the only one that you didn't believe in. <laughs> After yeah. that, he got ripped. Then he got ripped. <laughs> and then in Jason Bourne, he's like punching men to death with one single blow. Yeah, <laughs> like Vegeta. Like Vegeta. Um. Yeah, so uh, it's it's uh, I I I just I really like this I really like this uh, this rifle range scene I think it's I think it's done really well I also like that we don't see him aim the gun <laughs> he he opens it to load it up uh, and and then you just see the 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 little people go down um, and then he opens it to unload it or whatever uh, it's. Uh, it's really great. I, lo- I love the way that it's edited. It's so fast that you don't even see him aim. You know what? It's almost like a samurai move. It's very anime. Oh, I mean, yeah. You don't even see the sword mm, move. Absolutely. I was going to say, I think I think it serves two purposes. I think one, like you said, it, it makes him seem more like a force of nature, that it all happened before Danny was able to look at what he was doing, so we don't get to see it either. Right. And then the more, I think the more uh, practical and pragmatic solution is that then you know if we don't see simon Pegg pretending to be a crack shot we can't criticize you know the movie magic behind it right and you get to imagine it yeah 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 because you get to imagine it whereas if we just saw simon Pegg going like ah that it might look sillier or or somebody who wanted to be overly pedantic might want to point but like oh no he's definitely you know there's recoil whatever it just it it what, what kind of recoil are you experiencing with an air rifle i don't know i'm just saying some people <laughs> would some people would be pedantic about it and so it both shuts up the trolls and contributes to this sort of living legend that is nicholas angel right yeah, no, it's it's great. And then Dr. Hatcher gets shot, and yeah. Nicholas is not too bothered by it. It's kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. He's not like, Danny, you could have seriously. He's like, nah, he'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah, he's a doctor. He'll deal with it. <laughs> Holding the monkey. Yeah, the cuddly monkey. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
yeah, and you can see in the background somebody with a floppy lion, uh, which is which is good. So they got the other cans, I guess. I don't see anybody with the bunny though, the scrunchy bunny. But well, uh, you know, everybody's got guns in the country. <laughs> oh so right, everybody and their moms. Everybody, their moms. The farmers' moms, here. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of looks like Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me? The whole, whole, whole in the floppy lion. Uh, oh, yeah, she does. A little bit. Look at that. Uh, yeah, so I think that's all we got for this one. Um, it's, 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 a really good, it's a really good minute. I am... Uh, the, the, the idea of having this rifle range, like, what is... What do you think... Because, like, when, when he shoots, when he shoots uh, the, the little people... The first thing that we get is actually Hatcher's reaction, which is good lord. <laughs> um, and you know, we know that Hatcher is in the uh, the NWA. in the NWA. So, like, do you think he's beginning to like think like, uh, are we making a mistake messing sure. with this guy? It's like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's uh, he's 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 much better at things than uh, the guy with the great big bushy beard. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Yeah, yeah. There is a there is a sense of uh, worry, I think, mm-hmm. in uh, in Hatcher's uh, good lord astonishment for sure. But also, I think there's a little little bit of uh, well, because the fright. NWA are all so <clears throat> smug when they interact with Nicholas, like, right? They're all so like a status that the idea of like, oh, could this guy like take me out if right. he wanted to, right? I don't think it was. Ever yeah, like- I think that it it kind of speaks. We were talking about last minute with the whole splat the rat thing where. <laughs> They're like, oh, you know, you get the the cuddly monkey if you can shoot the six little people is sort of an unspoken challenge of like, yeah, you're never going to get us, right? It's it's a Riddler thing where there's there's this message happening under the surface and they know Nicholas doesn't get it yet and he's taunting him. And so then when he does like, oh, uh, yeah, no, I totally can, blam, 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 then yeah, there's absolutely some fear and they're like, oh, my little taunt backfired on me. Very Western. Oh, it is very Western, but it also puts him in a bad position because he knows Skinner is never going to listen to him. If he says, no, we should be concerned about Nicholas Angel, Skinner's not going to listen to that. Right. Like, oh, he shot all the little people, did he? <laughs> One the cuddly yeah, monkey, exactly. did he? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, it's uh, it's it's it it puts it definitely does put Hatcher in, a, in an interesting predicament, um, but uh, it also doesn't phase him as we see later because he he uh, he he definitely comes gunning for them. He's one of the earliest ones to come gunning for them later. Um, so uh, yeah, huh. <clears throat> um, anyway, what is this? Uh, what is this tent behind them? It supports something. But I can't figure. Yeah, I was out. trying to figure that out too. Vincent's maybe. Let's scrub it back. What support? support Saint Vincent. Oh, Saint Vincent. Oh, okay. So this is just yeah. More more of the what? What do you? It looks like what there is, people are coming out with drinks out of that tent. Is that is that where you like go and you buy wine or something? That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's the drink tent. What is Vincent the saint of? Yeah, your page is googling. What is Vincent the saint of? Yeah, the uh, yeah, and then the Andes are sitting in front of the sign drinking. So yeah, that's probably what that is. It's the it's the the drinking tent. Best mates. Yeah, they are. They are. I wonder. You think? Uh, what do you think the age difference is supposed to be between the Andes? You think they're like they grew up together? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, out of comfort. 
Yeah. The other my They're definitely they're definitely like the actors are definitely a big big range of age between them, but um cuz I, I don't know what I like more them them being childhood friends or them meeting the first day of their of their first day of work. Mhm. And just immediately like, immediately right, falling in love. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one I like more either. Now that you say it. That's funny. Um yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's minute fifty-seven, uh, guys. You, I know that you guys are shopping on Amazon. Uh, everybody does. Uh, you know, we probably shouldn't morally, but we all do it because it's the cheapest place to get stuff. Uh, but you know, if you want to feel a little better about it, you can use our affiliate link. That's duallygenre.com/slash/amazon. You use that, and then you just shop as you normally do on Amazon, and then we get a little a little cut of, uh, of, of Jeff uh, Bezos' uh, profit. Let me be clear. I'm not saying go on Amazon. Right. I'm saying if you go on Amazon, <laughs> if you use that link, it would be helping us out. Yes, exactly. There you go. Uh, so anyway, that's duallygenre.com slash Amazon. Uh, just, uh, you know, if you have an Amazon bookmark, just delete it. Put in duallygenre.com slash Amazon and forget, then re-bookmark it. Forget you have it. Yeah, just forget you have it. Yeah. That's the best way. That's what I do. I've got. I've had that bookmark for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, so keep using that. Stoolinggenre.com slash Amazon. We appreciate everybody who does. And uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 58 for The Greater Good. The Greater Good. I was trying to do Vegeta. <laughs> the Greater Good. The Greater Good. Out in the country, far from all the subtle noise of the city, there's a village green. I lost at eyes in the church with the steel.